0: Welcome, guys, to Self-Evident Podcast. I am Mike. This is Massey. This is episode is number 47. Man, we are getting close to the
1: everlasting 52. That is crazy. Oh, I was
0: thinking 5-0, but yeah, 52, 52 is 52, man, it's a year. One year. Yeah, that's a good point.
1: That's crazy, man, a wow. year of podcasting. Now, we want to thank you guys for supporting and tuning in and uh, supporting us financially and all that stuff. That's pretty cool stuff. We love that uh, because this is nonprofit. And uh, we are not good at taking profits, anyways, because no. we stink at it. Yeah, and
0: <laughs> let's let's just put it this way, guys. It is nine ten at night. The reason it's nine ten at night because we both have jobs. Bingo. Uh, so help us not have jobs. Well, Massey wow. will keep his, but I don't want a job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of, <laughs> I, I want to sleep in until eleven o'clock. And then, I want to sit around in my pajamas watching Netflix till like two. Yeah, and then gripe about people who do things wrong in your eyes. Exactly. That's Thank the you. point. of Yes, it three hours of complaining That's about right. the world, hey. and hey. then go it back works. to
1: bed. A lot of people do it. You know. Yeah. So we are pay here. Us. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> pay us. So. So. No, we don't do that. We are here to offer answers to the world's problems using the word of God, reason. Uh, and just common sense, right? So there's a lot that needs to happen in our country. Uh, again, tune into to the self evident Hopefully, within the next few months, you're going to see a lot of changes with that. Yeah. Guys, we're also excited that uh, in October, we'll be filming a four DVD set basically of a lot of the messages that we do nationally which are really cool. And no, he's going to be going out and speaking here in October as well. It's going to be awesome.
0: And we have a uh, conference in October. That's what I'm saying. So it was, yeah. Con-
1: yeah, I should have said that. It's a God versus government conference. If you guys go on uh, reviveusnow.com, uh, it should be on our website as well, The uh, truthcom You'll find out more about that as well. If you come to uh, Stewart, Florida here, it'll be here uh, at this location. So you're going to love it. It's going to be four different messages from 9330. Uh, there's a lot to cover. And the reason is because I'm tired of not seeing us as the church advance, but we can do that. I'm not mad at the church. I'm, I'm frustrated at me. You know what I mean? Like there's more to do. Yeah. I'm not mad at the church, man. Like, Hey, it only knows what it knows to do. So we have to go out and equip and educate and not a lot of people are going to hop on board. That's okay. That's not, that's not nothing. That's not anything new. Uh, that isn't anything new. That isn't anything new. <laughs> it's not anything new. It's just something that we have to continuously to do and educate and love And give people the reasons to fight. And that's the whole point.
0: Let's put it this way. God has really put within us the desire and the passion to teach and guide people to a new level of understanding. Bingo. Uh, Especially within the church. Because I think for so long, the church has really just taken a a step back stance and said, Well, we're going to do what we need to do. And culture, go ahead and do what you want to do. And there was shifts back and forth that we're going to control culture to we're not going to touch it. And what we bring forward is really down the middle of we're not going to control culture. We're not going to step back from it, but we're going to try and teach a better way.
1: Right. And two, man, if things have been amended, like the 14th amendment, a lot of people say, Oh, it's the 14th amendment. Well, if they've been amended, they can be unamended. So we're going to talk about that as well. So just because something's amended does not mean it's legal or good. Hitler killing Jews was lawful. It wasn't good, yeah, but it was lawful. It's what they did. You know I mean? They oppressed people. So, um, you're going to see a lot of that happening, and there's a lot of false oppression out there. We're going to talk about that right now. Yeah. Um, what does the internet say about who Jesus is? And we've been seeing a lot of this stuff. So, which ties into this topic of what does the internet say about who Jesus is? And there's a lot of this. You got two sides, right? You got the one side that says Jesus was, uh, you know, he's a savior, he's the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Uh, the other side is Jesus is somehow a socialist. From the same people who say separation of church and state, you can't bring Jesus in these moral arguments, But Now they got guys like Reverend William Barber right now at the DNC saying, basically, Jesus is a socialist. Here's just a small clip of what he had said at the DNC. We, when we embrace moral language, we must ask, does our policy care for the least of these? Does it lift up those who are most marginalized and dejected in our society? Does it establish justice? That is the moral question. If someone calls it socialism, then we must compel them to acknowledge that the Bible must then promote socialism. Because Jesus offered free health care to everyone and he never charged a leper or copay. You want to have, it's time for us to say, if you want to have a moral debate, bring it on, baby. The Bible says that every the nation will be judged by how it treats the poor and the sick and women and the immigrant. The Bible says that God makes it rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you want to call caring for folk socialism, then the Constitution is a socialist document because it calls us to promote the general welfare and to establish justice. Now, to anybody's perfume, they would take that as the gospel truth, that Jesus advocating for the help of the poor, that our Constitution says... That basically, yeah, we're supposed to promote the general welfare, right? And it's a
0: it's a strong argument because Very strong, absolutely. As, as Christians, we go, okay. Well, step A is take care of the poor, take care of the needy, take care of the sick. Absolutely, and and he uses he uses scriptural connection to that. The problem is, then they take that to step B of well, okay, then government needs to be the one stepping in and doing this. Which replaces the church. Yeah, and any person who's a nominal Christian, I mean nominal in the
1: most respectful sense. What did you call it before a Christian? The kind of Christian, uh, basically, just a a normal, comes to church on Sundays, you know, Wednesdays of the occasion. Any nominal Christian that doesn't study Scripture will look at that and go, he's got a point. You know, Jesus did. Jesus said this. Jesus did that. Helping the poor, feeding the needy, you know, all these things. We're going to go through Scripture what Scripture really says about
0: Jesus and socialism. And one of the things I want to point out in that video, he talks about a nation. So he's conflating then the laws and the government of the country we'll to be part of the nation, sure. right? So we've got to remember that the culture and the government, they're connected, Yep. but it doesn't mean they're one. Yep. It doesn't mean they're, they're linked in ex-group. Bingo. You
1: know? So let's address what's in the natural right now. The natural is he said that the preamble, or he never even said the preamble. He just said the Constitution, it's a socialist dog because it says we're supposed to promote the general welfare. welfare. And it says that we're supposed to ensure uh, justice, right? Here's the problem. Read the line before that. It says provide for the common defense. Provide for the common defense, which is our military and things like that. Then they switched that word because they've already used the word provide. Promote the general welfare. It doesn't say provide for the general welfare. It says promote it. What does that mean? We're giving people the freedom to promote the general welfare, one. The second thing, what is the general welfare? So I do this whole class on general welfare. Now, I'm not one to use the preamble as law, so it shouldn't be. They shouldn't use it either. But let's go back to the Articles of Confederation. I think it was Article 10, and I believe you can quote me on that. They talked about the general welfare being the the unity of the states to protect each other from foreign invaders. So the general welfare was making sure everybody was well, making sure they were protected to be free so they could pursue their own interests. That was the whole purpose. The Constitution was never meant for the federal government to provide you for your happiness. Matter of fact, you have the right to pursue happiness, not for it to be provided for, as it says in
0: in in the Declaration of Independence. And I think something that we have to point out is the preamble, what was that there for? That was to build the foundation and the philosophy of what was to come. So you look back at it to look at the spirit of the law and then look at the actual law that's put forward. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's building this foundation of look, these are the standards that we have now. Let's get, you know, as they move forward, now let's get into the specifics and the details. of it. Right. right. And the constitution
1: was only written to make sure that the federal government ran within guidelines, yeah. had nothing to do with forcing the people to give money from their hard earned, basically loins, to give to other people. So there's nowhere in the Constitution that it justifies, and I'm talking about the early Constitution. You could tell me about amendments in a little bit. We can talk about that in a second. The original Constitution was not written to drive men to taxes, to give money to other people who didn't or couldn't work
0: for it. That was up to churches, civic groups, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And Madison, he... He argued this right. So Madison right. came the forward, cod fishery and, and on the cod fishery bill, he actually he, lost this court case too, which is really frustrating, right?
1: Yeah, and this <laughs> is you're talking about Madison. What was yeah. he, the father of the Constitution? Not uh, was he the father of the First Amendment or something? No, he wrote the Constitution. Yeah, yeah,
0: and and he was really Notes. considered one of the the major architects of the whole idea of the Constitution. So right? this is the so guy you want to listen to about said law who sat in the meant. rooms. Yes. So this is what he said. If Congress can employ money indefinitely to the general welfare and are the sole and supreme judges of the general welfare. Listen to this guys. Then they may take care of the re- of religion into their own hands. Hello. They may appoint teachers in every state, county and parish and pay them out of their Stop. public
1: treasury. Take religion into their own hands. So they won't let you be religious but the moment they reference it in government, you better listen to them. Yep, exactly. Oh, and then employ teachers. Boy, that's
0: happening right now. Uh-huh. Keep they going. may take into their own hands the education of children. Hello. Establishing in like manner schools throughout the United States. They may assume the provision for the poor.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now, listen to this. This was a negative that Madison was talking about. He was saying this, this is isn't what good. will
0: happen if you don't rein in this Yeah, general This isn't what clause. we want. We don't want that from the federal government. They may undertake the regulation of all roads other than post roads. Hello. In short, everything from the highest object of state legislation down to the most minute object of police would be thrown under the power of Congress. For every object I have mentioned would admit of the application of money and might be called, if Congress pleased, provisions for the general welfare. Wow. Where in the (laughs) heck do you get off telling one of the writers of the Constitution that he's wrong about what the general welfare means? Dude, totally. And wouldn't you think that they would have written
1: that in the Constitution anyways that, hey, Congress will have the right to tax to make sure that people are taken care of? They're pretty articulate dudes. If you go into any of the notes, read the Federalist and Anti-Federalist Papers, read Madison's notes on the Constitution. Guys,
0: They weren't stupid dudes. They knew exactly what they were writing. Exactly, especially with um, pursuit of happiness. Okay, so this whole idea of pursuit of happiness, people go, oh, well, you know, that means I can pursue whatever I want. Couple that with the idea of general welfare. Oh, my gosh. Now suddenly you've got not only you're allowed to do whatever you want to be happy, but government has to provide for it. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Now, let's go to the socialism, because we're only talking yeah. about the natural right
1: now, right? So you have people right now basically saying that I have the right to health care. I have a right to a service. And this will lead into what he said about Jesus not charging yeah. uh, for his service for, 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 for health care, right? Watch this. So they say, we have the right to health care. We have the right to education. We have the right to housing. We have the right to do all these things. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. None of those are listed in the Bill of Rights. None of them. Now, you want to talk about rights? I have the right to practice my religion freely. So, therefore, if government is going to pay for things, it should pay for my church building, shouldn't it?
0: Whoa. You have a right to a gun. Bingo. So that means government should be paying should for Should be handing gun,
1: out guns right? left and right instead of trying to get rid of them. Why was it written as an original right? Because it's God-given. See, God can give healing. But yet we want to go right away and say it's all about health care and government. And guess what happens with prices when government gets involved? Kaboom, right? And so what happens is we create this chaos because the government gets involved with schooling and healthcare. So prices skyrocket because it's subsidized by the federal government. Now we're mad that the sky, the prices are skyrocketing and people can't afford it. So guess what we do? We steal more from the people to go pay for this stuff when they got involved in the first place. Had they gotten out of it, the free market would have taken care of itself.
0: Yeah, And we've got a pastor who I find this very interesting that we have a pastor who is more firmly advocating for government to get involved in healthcare than for people to come to the church and to, to Christ for healing. Bingo. Like, so that, so let's go to the spiritual side then with this yeah. one. So you've got, you, if we're Christians and we believe Christ, okay, so we, we have to draw this standard as yep. Christians. Do we believe in a God who heals and a God who saves? Do we believe in Christ as the man who walked on earth, God and man, was resurrected, and has the power of miracles? Do we believe this or not? Because if we don't, then we might as well throw away the rest of it. If you don't believe in the supernatural aspect of Christ, what you're really saying is, well, he's a good teacher. No, 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 no. He called himself God. That's not a good teacher if they're lying. Truth. Okay, so if we're going to draw that standard that Christ is is deity in the flesh, Christ is supernatural, Christ can perform miracles— Then we have to decide, are we willing to still believe that Christ can perform miracles? That's right. And if you are a man of the cloth and you are somebody who is leading a flock and you do not believe that Christ can actually give miracles to other people, step down.
1: Yeah, that... Be done. Also, let's go a step further than that. Let's say you believe that healing happens, but it doesn't happen to everybody. Let's say that you're of that side. I don't know which side anybody's on. We're, We're always up for debate on this one, right? That God somehow uh uh can heal some not others right and he even says in there it rains on the just and the unjust so hey things happen right so So not
0: everybody so not everybody what's the next step then
1: let's say that we agree that hey god doesn't heal everybody and and he only heals some people and all these things right did jesus according to this guy jesus didn't charge a copay for healthcare? did jesus offer him a service or the love from his father Hmm. big difference he wasn't out there healing up wounds with some you know, cuts and uh, using scalpels and using bandages. He was out there healing people. Okay, Even got uh, frustrated when that woman, uh, that woman with the issue of blood, who had went to doctors and blew all of her money. He didn't mention that story. Blew all of his money because of the doctors. Comes to Jesus and gets healed. Yeah. Look what happens. I'm not saying doctors are bad. Dude, I go to them too. My kids go to them. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that's a service provided by someone else therefore he is working to help you right now some believe that god can heal anything so they don't go to doctors good for you man that's that's awesome if that's your faith level praise god that's the way it should be but to assume that jesus didn't uh charge co-pays for all these things true but this was jesus not a hospital this was jesus not a federal government this was Jesus, God on earth, telling his people to provide for the poor, not right. a government. He didn't tell Pontius Pilate to go provide for the poor. He didn't tell Pontius Pilate to make sure that he helped the needy. He didn't tell Pontius Pilate to go take care of the fatherless and the sick and the widow. He didn't say. He didn't tell Pontius Pilate. You know, Pilate, true religion and undefiled is this: that the man take care of the fatherless and the widow, and he's, he keeps himself unspotted. The, the government keeps itself unspotted from the world, because that was directed to God's people. If you, even if you look at Scripture, listen to this: Proverbs 19 says, "Whoever is generous to the poor." lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his
0: deed. Whoever. Right. Not government. Exactly. Whoever. Not force or coercion. As as an individual. So you have to look at especially Judaic Christian values as individual responsibility. Without doing that, you, you really miss the point of Judaic Christian responsibility. Why? Because every person is responsible for themselves. So as a Christian... Do we go, oh, it's the collective that's fully responsible for the poor or is it the individuals walking out the importance of providing for the poor and the needy, right? right. So it does no good for me to look at you and say, well, I want higher taxes on you and me to take care of the poor. There's no moral sacrifice in that. That's right. I can say, oh, well, there's more money coming out of my pocket. But there's, there's no real movement in that, right? There's no actual yeah. action. And there's and there's a deep
1: conversation with this because if you set the standard for someone to give, they'll give the least. Yeah. So now people are like, well, I give taxes. I don't even have to do anything. Yeah. I don't have to get involved in other groups. I don't have to give. I've heard that so many times having a nonprofit. We are to give our taxes. That's how we help the poor. That's how we help do, do, do these great and wonderful things that you guys want to do. Yeah. So we give the taxes because that's efficient you know what i mean like look at your look at where your tax money's going number one number two if we can continue just with a couple more scriptures think about this whoever gives to the poor will not lack but he who hides his eyes will get many a curse that's proverbs 28 so he who gives to the poor won't lack that's true right yeah. but tell me where that poor is not willing to work because in deuteronomy 19 i believe it's deuteronomy 19 or 18 one of the two Men were commanded. People were commanded. When you owned a field, you weren't supposed to glean the outside so that the poor would come exactly. and glean themselves. So we we're supposed to help the poor. Now, look what it says, gives
0: to the poor. It doesn't say give money. Yeah. And, and I think we need to explore that idea of not gleaning the edges of the field very carefully. Because a lot of times when you look at, at Scripture, there's as much said in what's not there as there is what's in there. And what I mean by this is this. If the idea was collectivism or socialism, the Bible would not instruct to leave those gleanings. The Bible would instruct to everybody gather up the gleanings on the edge of your field, put it in a pile, and the poor can come to gather it out of the pile. That's not there. What is there is leave it so the poor can come into the fields and take the second gleaning for themselves. That's an idea of work. And the idea is, look, once you've gone through your field once, you've gotten what you need. You've gotten your surplus. Allow other people to work on the edges of the field to gather what they need. right? And and this idea of, well, Christianity is a socialist religion because there's equality moved throughout it. Right. There's also ownership. And one thing, one bit of a rabbit trail that I want to go on is Christ tells the parable of the owner of the field or the field or vineyard. And, and he goes in the morning and he hires some workers. Says, look, I'll pay you a day's wage if you come work for me. Yeah. And then he hires some people at noon. Then he hires some at three, hires some at six and in and, and the end of the day. And he tells his manager to bring everybody together. To get paid. To get paid. Everybody's going, money, money. That's right, buddy. And he says, I want the last ones first. And so the guys who only worked an hour, they come up and he gives them their day's wage. And the other guys are thinking, oh, they got a day's wage? I wonder what I'm getting. Man, I worked all day in this hot sun. I was, I was breaking my back. He gives them a day's wage. That's right. Now, the socialists will look at this and go, see, God pays evenly no matter what. But that's not the lesson in it. Because what does the the owner actually say to the workers who are complaining and grumbling what they got paid? He says, "Isn't it my money? Can't I use it how I want?" Right. You and I made an agreement. That's it. You and I. You made and an I agreement. made an
1: agreement that you were going to work at McDonald's for seven fifty an hour and
0: or you eight fifty yes. an hour.
1: And you said yes.
0: Don't worry about what I paid somebody else. That's right. Only worry about the contract and the association you and I have, dude. This is not a socialist idea because a socialist idea would say it doesn't matter about the contract. The contract should be the same for everybody that's in exactly the exactly
1: right. Now think about that too, because like my kids, when they get a job, I hope they work at McDonald's or whatever, dude. That'll teach them some work, yeah. Right, how to get up, how to do, how to flip, how to manage, how to make money, how to manage money, how to all that stuff, dude. That's great. But they agree to that contract. If now people getting degrees, I'm just gonna go with this for a second. People getting degrees like art degrees, right? And what are they what are they getting paid? 20, 25 grand a year and they're frustrated about it. Hey man, you're not getting anything that is of value right now. People right. can say there's so much value in food, how come they don't pay their way? That's a discussion we can have amongst the people, not involving government in that, in that in that conversation. We should be going after the people themselves and saying, hey man, these these wages aren't good. No. But if we do that, then what you're doing is you're saying that these jobs that really require no skill. I mean, it's, let's be honest here. You, could, you can just be and work, right? What you're forcing then people to do is not get a higher education. You're then forcing people not to try to achieve something better, which is a tenet of socialism, which keeps everybody basic and low. And that's just yep. what happens, right? There's no work ethics. Matter of fact, Jesus, when he gave the the, the, the parable of the talents, right? Yes, When he absolutely. gave the five, the three, and the one. Right. He gave each one of them a certain amount of talents. What happened when the dude that, that, that didn't invest is one. He took it away and gave it to one. Jesus, I thought you were a socialist. Why don't you just let him have it? Because he was slothful. And the man even said of Christ or said in the parable, he said, I thought you were a hard man to serve. No. I just want you to do with what I've given you. Yeah. Be a faithful steward of what I've given you. The entire premise, a lot of the gospel, is really talking about being a steward. What you being a steward with the, with the gospel, being a steward with your family, telling the rich young ruler, sell what you have and give to the poor, then
0: follow me. Being a steward with what you've been given, telling the disciples. Same thing. Which goes exactly mm. back to individual responsibility. Yes, so which Daniel Webster had said. That the Bible teaches that. Let's pull back a little bit because some people say, you guys are talking about complete communist socialism. We're just talking about government getting involved in some of these programs and government getting involved in some stuff. The problem is it's this idea of the workers should control the means of production. Even if you don't want government to control, it's the workers should control the means of production. So now what you're saying is something that somebody built, something that somebody put forward, they don't actually own that. So if you're a CEO and you start your business and you put in the blood, sweat, and tears and the 100 hours a week to build this business and, capital. and to grow it, to grow capital, right? And, and Marx goes completely against capital, which drives me nuts. And one of these days... I'm going to sit down for four hours and just hammer out all the places that Marx is Which wrong. is what we should do. We need to. Which, hey, communist, uh, socialism, nightmare versus American dream, presentation. Go ahead and book now. Hey, <laughs> do that again. <laughs> little plug. Do that again. What? Socialist nightmare versus American dream. little plug for... My presentation. So these
1: are the presentations Mike's giving across the country. I do a little different ones, like on the Faith of the Founders. He's really focusing on masculinity and this kind of stuff. And socialism, The, yeah. the real issues that are happening in America, he's focusing on and how to deal with it scripturally. So book them which, now. Which you guys can call in uh, 612-237-6798 or Melissa's number. Yeah, 616-298-0229. And get you booking this guy.
0: And just a little... Guys, that's what self-evident is about, really. So like... Massey definitely nails law, government, that side of it. I try to nail culture, society, because those are the two pillars that really bring a whole nation together, Bingo. right? Bingo. So we're and trying be to more hit com- all of it. But and, and there'll be more coming out of you yep. too soon. So so anyways, the CEO, blood, sweat, and tears, builds the business. At what point do we then tell him, okay, this isn't yours anymore, this is the workers? Because we have to go back to that freedom of association, individual responsibility. If I if you're CEO and you come to me and you say, "Hey, I'll hire you for 12 bucks an hour to press this button." And I go, "Yeah, okay. You and I have just made a free association." That's right. So how does Christ look at this? Individual responsibility, being a steward of what you've agreed to. Bingo. Right? You've made a commitment. Christ talks a lot about the idea of commitment. Count the cost, man. Be careful before you make a commitment. You That's put right. your hand to the plow, you better not look back. That's right. Right? So, again, individual responsibility. Individual responsibility. This is not a, oh, well, you built it, but it's really big, and we're doing the work, so now we want to have control of it. That's stealing. That's right. That's
1: coveting. That, which goes against the 10th commandment right now. It's thou shalt not covet, right? Exactly. So socialism destroys itself with just that commandment alone. I think on top of that, what did Jesus say? He quoted the book, Isaiah, when it was this. It was Isaiah 60, I believe. No, it was Isaiah 61, 62, 1 and 2. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. And he's talking about poor in spirit. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and to the recovering of the sight of the blind and to set those who are oppressed at liberty to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now, who did God anoint? The government or Jesus Christ? Hmm. And who did he teach to do those things? His disciples. Go and make disciples of all nations, of what you've seen and heard, testify to the world. I made you witnesses. He said, when you're converted, when you're strengthened, you shall be witnesses of me. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you, you shall be witnesses of me. What does that mean? That I take on the Spirit of God and do what he's called me to do as a leader in the community, as a pastor or as an evangelist, whatever. Whatever I am, right? Whatever. A business owner. uh, All these things. We own a nonprofit. Right? And we, do, we are leaders in the community and we're going out and doing what we're doing. Now, yeah. for all those people advocating more tax money to go do what they do, isn't it funny? The same people, these guys that are advocating the tax money are the richest ones. <laughs> Just saying, right? It's funny that the tax money keeps increasing, it keeps increasing, and their wages keep increasing, right? We talk about uh, income inequality. All you're doing is making law. And having drinks on the weekends with your buddies, you guys—they all do it, yeah. right? What are they getting paid? One hundred seventy-five thousand a year. Some of them two hundred thousand a year. Yep. When those same people are advocating, fifteen dollars an hour is just not enough. Like Mister Bernie, it's easy to say that, dude. When you're driving an Audi
0: R eight and own three houses, President Obama—I think he's got what four now. He actually just bought a house. Another that, one. You know, Another one. Yeah, this one was worth. It and forty million dollars. Yeah, and these people will say, "Well, he's blessed of the Lord." <laughs> well, then work
1: your butt off like yeah. President Obama did because he did work his butt off to go make the money so that which, you
0: can be blessed too. Which a lot of people were pointing out back when he was president, he was talking about. There's a point where it's just too much money, and and you're rich enough, and you don't need all of this yet. Now there's no limit on there. But and and the beautiful thing is, like, I'm I'm the one advocating for. him going, dude. Do good what for you, you need to do. If someone's willing to pay you two hundred fifty
1: grand, five hundred grand hey, to go speak,
0: good for you, make bro. Make money, why not,
1: dude? It's yours, and they're willing to
0: pay it. Yeah. They're willing to pay you to do that. And and a little bit of an aside on I'm this. for you, President. A little bit of an aside on this is here. Treasure Coast is a perfect example of this. One of the biggest economies down in the Treasure Coast is really taking care of the wealthy. That's right. It's, it's fixing up their houses, it's doing their lawns, it's taking care of their driveways, their roofs, taking care of their cars, f- driving them around, boating them around, flying them around, feeding them, taking care of their dogs, fitness trainers, right? I'm just listing all this stuff off the top of my head, but look how much money and how many jobs are given because these people have money. you rich, you don't want to be on your roof. Right. I don't want to paint my bathroom. No. I don't want to tear that thing apart. I'll pay someone else to do it. Exactly. Shoot. And so you end up feeding thousands of people because you got money. Good night. Right? So support
1: small it, business folks.
0: Yeah, exactly. And these are all small business. You know how many how many immigrants I see working day in day out Great taking care of point. these lawns
1: on Jupiter Great Island. Point. And you know what? We don't even need to I don't even need to go if they're illegal or not. Look. They're these cats are paid. busting their butts, doing that, doing what they're doing. They're going out there and making their money. They're working on houses. They're doing yep. all these things. Some of them even are foremans at these job sites yep. because they speak Spanish, right? Yeah. Good for you. Gosh, God bless you, man. You're doing
0: your job. You're making money. You're going home. You're giving to your kids, blah, blah, blah. That's what you, you do. You know how valuable, especially in the construction industry down here, how valuable somebody who speaks Spanish and English is? Dude, They money. They are in high demand. Money. All, all you got to do is have a cursory knowledge of the field and then be bilingual, and you've got a good possibility ahead of you. A foreman. Right? Yeah, running a crew. That, that's the beautiful part of it. That's yeah. right, dude. So- Getting back into it, we're not even saying that Jesus is a capitalist. We're not going that route. Because he, he never, never got a in the discussion. Exactly. All we're saying is Jesus wasn't a socialist. You can't connect socialism to Jesus. Yes. You're, you're, you're trying to say he's this is a government that Jesus would That's endorse right. and support. That's right. No, 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 no. Jesus would not endorse support this. Jesus wouldn't endorse support really any government system we have today. Outside of the government that was set for Israel because when that God was, put it there
1: because that was his calling, one exactly. right? Exactly. I think the second thing, too, is with Jesus, you know, not endorsing or endorsing, or he's not capitalist or capitalist, he gave men the freedom to do so when he warned the rich about being rich. He wasn't saying that being rich was bad. He was saying that the lust of your heart, being consumed by the money, is what would pull you away from heaven. It's easier for the camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to go into heaven. He wasn't condemning the riches. He was saying, be careful of your heart, because if that pulls you away from the Lord, that's what the rich young ruler was about. Loved his possessions. The Bible says he went away grieved because he loved his possessions. Yes. Not because he was rich, but because he loved his possessions. Right? That whole Ananias and Sapphire story, which is a whole other story. Right? The The whole point of keeping back your possessions, right? That's what he was talking about. They loved themselves more than what Christ was saying. That's what he was talking about. He wasn't talking about rich being bad. He wasn't saying capitalism was bad. He wasn't saying having too much was bad. Matter of fact, how did they have boats? Hmm. They had to have some kind of capital to have boats. Yeah. Right? Why were his disciples, why did he have money, Uh, people that held money for him, uh, money purse? Because yeah. they needed money. Exactly. So what? they didn't need houses because they were traveling. They didn't have houses. They didn't, some did, right? Paul and them, like they had houses, right? But they were walking, they were traveling, they were ministering, they were preaching, they were doing these things. Jesus was also a carpenter. So he was also a worker on top of doing his ministry. So was Paul. Paul was a tent maker, right? Peter was a fisherman. Went back to it after Jesus Christ died. So there was these they had jobs. They were not just walking around saying God'll just provide, which he did, right? But they were out there ministering and taking care of the needs of the poor. They weren't advocating non-capitalist versus capitalist, socialism versus non-socialism. You know what it was? Be responsible for what you've been given. Hmm. Why was he going to Nicodemus? Why was he going to, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Zacchaeus, right? He went to his house, yep. didn't condemn Zacchaeus for what he had, didn't condemn the the, the woman at the well at the, for what she had or what she didn't have. The sin was the issue, mm-hmm. right? There was nothing the about heart. possessions. Nothing about possessions. Yep. It was was about the the, heart. It was the heart issue, yes. And so when people are trying to confuse and conflate what Jesus would do, and I find it ironic, and this bothers me, and you said this before, when we try to cherry-pick scriptures, they are the ones who tell us, don't cherry-pick scriptures to fit your narrative against gay marriage, right, and all these things that are happening in America, but they're the same ones that will cherry-pick scripture to fit their narrative. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of it. Guys, look, God said, what is sin? God said, Jesus affirmed that. Right? And took it a step further in grace. He even said, you've heard in old times, thou shalt not murder. I say to you that even if you hate your brother, you've committed murder in your heart. Read First John. It talks about those that hate their brother and sister have not the love of Christ in them. They don't have God. And then he says in there, be careful because the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life, those are the cares of the world. Don't be caught up in it. The lusts of what? The world, the flesh, the eyes, yep. right? That's what he was talking about. Not money. Dude, money... I I bet you any money, dude, I I can promise you there were people that wanted to give to Christ because they had the money to. When the people came and sold their possessions in the book of Acts, right, chapter 5, they came and sold their possessions, gave to the poor. That was a willful thing. That was not a government. That wasn't Jesus saying, give up everything you have, all those things.
0: And let's not take that to mean that the church endorsed socialist communes no this was a movement of free and voluntary giving that's it because that's good and explain that this was something that okay we see a need hey let's get together and let's let's pool our money together and and do what we need to do to take care of this this was not a okay let's set up a system of coercion in order to take care of the problems that we see. That's it was right. still individual responsibility That's and right. free association right. of, okay, let's come together and do this. That's the difference. Amen. The church was never advocating for socialist system and, and, and socialist communes, right? We saw this fail at the founding of the nation. We saw this in Youngstown. They, they came, Christians, mind you, People coming for religious freedom come to this new land. They go, okay, we can do anything we want to and set up any government we want to. Let's set up a commune. That's right. Let's all just pool everything together, and then we can each grab as we need. Right. The problem was they were eating shoelaces and rats by the second year. Why? Because everybody goes, oh, he'll he'll grow what he need, what he needs to. That's and, right. And, and that's I'll right. take from it. Right. right. It was it was John Smith who actually said we can't keep doing this because we're going to kill ourselves. That's right. We have already lost half our people through these two years because of this. That's right. Okay. So this is what we're going to do. And they went to a biblical system. They said everybody gets a parcel of land. That that's that's biblical. Right? God said, okay, here's Israel. Everybody get your plot of land. Divides it between the Divides people. Divides it. Yep. yep. And then goes, okay, now you grow what you eat. You don't have to put it into the commune. You don't put it into the center. Everybody grows what you need. And it started flourishing. It was the same thing with Israel. Once again... What does the Bible say versus what does it not say? It does not say, okay, everybody gets your piece of land. You all are equal throughout this whole process, and you all have to pitch into the center and then take out what you need. That's right. No, it's just, here's your land. Okay, do what you need to do. And guess what? People would trade. They'd sell land. They'd buy land. They'd gather up resources. They'd sell off stuff. They'd get profit. They'd lose. They'd go into debt. They'd get in surplus. Right? Exactly. Exactly much different way from different than than, than socialism. yeah than
1: socialism <laughs> or the the modern teaching of what America is exactly that somehow we've now achieved some utopia right that we're supposed to provide for everybody because apparently our founders that's what they totally meant but they didn't have that at first right when we had just you know with per capita there was money available to do such the states were in debt so we started borrowing and all these other things mm-hmm. right we had the same means to provide for the people that we do now that here's the issue right a lot of these senators, man, when they became senators, were still farmers, lawyers, yeah. right? Went back to their jobs once Congress was over. Went back to their normal jobs. Here now, these senators, boy, that's a full time gig, isn't it?
0: Bernie Sanders didn't have an official job until he was voted into
1: crazy Congress, dude. Now man. he's telling people to do like what they're supposed to do with their jobs yes. and money and their
0: businesses. Dude, he never guy, ran one. That guy got kicked out of a commune. He got kicked out of a commune <laughs> for not doing enough. Dude, seriously.
1: Seriously. Oh gosh, man. Like and and this is this is again they praise the things that are like the Che Guevaras and all these things. Dude, they praise this crap. Yeah. They praise it, right? And not telling the end because they somehow did it wrong. Dude, it's never succeeded. It's never succeeded. The socialist idea has never
0: succeeded. And why? What what is the string at the root? That always fails. What's that one central concept, right? It's because men are sinful. Bingo. And what are men when they're sinful and wicked? They're greedy and covetous.
1: But what about Sweden? They always say that there's the, the was it a Sweden that that's uh, socialism? Oh
0: man, here we go. Yeah. The, what about
1: that? Because it's going to come up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we've we've got the Scandinavian countries. Everybody goes Scandinavian countries. They're socialist, right? And then you've got the other side. That, they're not socialist. Okay, this is how I define the difference. Those nations are very welfare state ish, right? And one of the there there's a lot of factors going on in those nations, but some of the factors are A, they're very small nations. We have 330 million people that we're trying to take care of. Yep. They've got 5 million, 8 million, 20 million, right? The other part of it is those governments are very much set up community oriented. Notice we're talking on a federal level.
1: Yeah, Something fits down. all. it's it, yeah.
0: it dropped, bam, states exactly. have to comply. These nations tend to be very bottom up, so very community oriented, very county oriented, right? So that's where the bulk of the decisions are being made on all of this stuff. We're a very federal government minded people. The other part of it is, you're watching, these nations were built on capitalist ideas and free market ideas. Especially Sweden, not until like the nineteen sixties did they start really in putting this stuff in. So they were super successful, super successful, and then started introducing these this expansion, this this socialist agenda, quote unquote, welfare state and all of that. The problem is we haven't had enough time to watch it fall apart. And and especially with the whole open borders thing. In Sweden and all of that, like, and, and you can debate how much is it really affecting them. But at some point, if you It'll keep the inviting people and it doesn't matter what they bring to the table, you're just saying, here, come feed at the table. It's going to tip the scales. Youngstown is a perfect example. Why? Because it's very small and it happened very quickly. Right. Right. With a nation of millions, it's going to happen on a much yeah. longer scale. Now, a place like Denmark, they don't want to be considered socialist. They actually have very free market ideas, ideas yeah, and yeah. principles. The problem is in Denmark, the tax structure is set up so that y- it's very hard for you to get rich, very hard for you to be poor. You, you're, you're stuck right kind of in the middle in Denmark. But Denmark still prides itself on its its free market principles, which they're bucking against the socialist ideal, so, at personally, I would point out that Scandinavian countries aren't really as socialist as people want them to be. They're from more, either they're, side, they're, they're like America
1: right now. Yeah, America yeah.
0: having its socialist programs and things. And the problem is, you don't stay the same. You either, you either grow or you decay. That's right. And the, you have to look at which direction are they going. Now, in America, we're going the socialist route. We have people, the millennials, I was just reading polls and surveys today, millennials are a huge percentage that support some idea of socialism and reject capitalism. You're building the foundation of becoming a completely socialist state by doing this. Right. Right. So where are we going to be in 30, 40, 50 years? People are looking at us going, you're crazy. You know, a couple of welfare programs. The problem is it doesn't ever stop there. That's right.
1: When have
0: have you ever met a person in Congress who doesn't want expanded power, who doesn't want to start a new government program? There are so few, dude. Right. There are so many because we are now a system, which Franklin talked about it, right? When people realize they can vote themselves money, it'll herald the end of the republic. Bingo. Where are we now? I'm going to vote for the person who's going to give me the most. I'm going to vote for the person who puts the in the entire programs Democratic help me. platform. The yeah. entire Democratic platform was free stuff, and and they're they're beyond even talking about just a welfare state. They're into talking about nationalizing huge industries and nationalizing complete swaths of the economy. You look at, at Britain and the NHS everybody holds it up why are, why are they now talking about privatizing sectors of it They're they're running into the issue of budget problems That's right because they can't finances. prosper anymore they right They can't they are losing the battle Also
1: too I think it's a lot it's 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 when rich people say I'll pay more of my fair share in tax I think it's easy to say that when you're on top of the mountain Yeah no I'm not saying it was easy to get on top of them. On I applaud you. Zuckerberg, good for you, man. Absolutely. Uh, stinking Mark Cuban, fantastic. Warren Buffett, good for you, boy. Bill Gates, absolutely. I'll applaud these guys for their hard work, their effort. You know, in some cases, they stepped on throats to do it. I don't agree with it, but they did, and they made it successful, right? And it's pretty well documented. You know, Steve Jobs, all these guys, you know what I mean? They stepped on people to get ahead, and, yeah. and it's the ruthless nature of business. But it's easy for you to say, yeah, tax me more. Well, you know you got millions coming in. Yeah. What we, about the average person who's just like trying to work his butt off, man? I found out that
0: because I have... I'm not going to go there. Go there. <laughs> Never mind. Anyways, this, this idea of, of Jesus being a socialist, it, it falls into the line of what we've noticed online of who is Jesus and what, it, what does the Bible say about different topics. Well, right? I'll tell
1: you what, though, dude. Jesus was so supernatural. Absolutely, call for the kingdom of heaven on earth, where there was no suffering, right? Yeah, where there was power, where it was Him, who was the ruler of all things. That's why again the motto, no king but King Jesus. The appeal to heaven, all these things yeah. that flew on the behalf of the founders, right? Again, imperfect dudes serving a perfect God, man. There's something about that, and now these same folks that the same feminists who are applauding this dude, this barber guy, you know, the the, yeah. the preacher guy, the reverend are the same ones that we just heard Summer's debate that are saying Christianity yeah. is oppressive. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know what I mean? And and this is what I, we, we want to get across to the Christian, is that if you don't study, here, I'll say this, the Holy Spirit is not a substitute for your lack of study.
0: <laughs>
1: Good call. The sovereignty of God is not an excuse for your lack of sovereignty because people will say, well, it's just, that's just how it is, man. Jesus said, God promised. It's prophecy, dude. It's in Scripture. Why? <laughs> show me show me that yeah it says that but show me show me the context of these scriptures yeah i'm learning that more and more dude yeah context huge. is so huge right because we can cherry pick just like i heard a preacher just recently say uh we two or three are gathered there i am in the midst it's not what it's talking about it's talking about judgment in the church and how to handle uh what do you call it uh, when when witnesses come against a person, two or three come in, that's where he's at because that's what's proper. It's discipline. Church discipline is what, I, what yeah. I meant to say. So using scriptures in context are so important, so important. So when you try to take them out of context, saying Jesus advocated for this, dude, you cannot repair. You cannot compare. That's why people they use the Romans thirteen argument or all these things. That was during governments that were that were monarchies. They weren't republics. So the power lies in the authority of the people. Again, exactly. uh, Connecticut's first constitution, that was uh, uh, Reverend Thomas Hooker's sermon. The, free co- the, the, the authority of the people is laid in the free consent. I'm sorry, the authority of government is... <laughs> the authority of man is laid in the free consent of the people. Yeah. That's the sermon. So the, the authority that comes from God is what's given to us. So the people now have the authority under God. That's the whole purpose, and that's where people get hairy, right? Well, let's talk about the Lord. When John Jay says this, that that God has providence has given to their people the choice of their rulers. And it's the duty and privilege and interest of our Christian nation to select for Christians for the rulers. Why did he say that? Because there was a system under God that we could be free men on our own. that government would not oppress its own because we just left a monarchy. Now we all want it. we celebrate this monarchy thing. Yeah. Matter of fact, do the Republicans are doing it now? Uh, man, Trump, 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 Trump. We just did it for the last uh, eight years. Uh, Obama 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 like we're just crazy dude we, we praise the, the, the someone coming in and trying to fix everything that's going on do you has it gotten better or worse
0: no. either side we,
1: will say it's better or worse but one guy can't
0: fix it that's we, the issue we are so obsessed with putting a king over ourselves bro right it, it, every day on the news you're seeing Trump's name everybody talks about Trump all the time this guy is living rent free in everybody's head why because we want a king It's a good analysis. Right? We want a king. And, dude, he
1: loves every second of it. Oh, you have- He loves every second of
0: it. I'm going to get hate for this, but you have elected the man who thrives off attention. Who (laughs) thrives off being in the spotlight. You elected the guy who's like- Yeah, dude. And anybody that brings criticism at him, even if it's constructive, he just buries
1: him. He annihilates him. That's why I question some of the authority that's around him. Yeah. Are you really telling him the truth, dude? Or are you kissing butt? Dude, let's be honest, man. Position's great. It affords me well. gets my name out there. I don't need to say anything to people, right? That's what's scary. And look, man, like, I, I think in, in the realm of government, we have the authority as the people to go out and to, to petition our government for redress grievances. Yeah. That is in the Bill of Rights. It's a God-given right for us to do, right? That's the difference between doing this with government and people bashing the church that are within the church, right? Yeah, should we call it up? But go to them individually. Right now what we're doing is waking alarms in the people, especially the senators, right now because people don't know the law of God, right? People don't know the law of the Constitution. They don't understand the Constitution for the most, for Declaration of Independence. What we're bringing is attention to that issue. I'm not calling individuals. I'm not saying Trump's bad. Dude, Trump's got a terrible advisors sometimes. I'm not yeah. saying it's him, right? And sometimes
0: it could be him. I don't know, but I'm not bashing
1: it, Trump. I'm not bashing senators, you know?
0: We're calling even, we're calling out, also, what are we looking for as a people in our leadership? That's right. right? That's right. We're calling out the voters and saying, what are you actually looking for? Because right now you're looking for a messiah.
1: That's right. And I'm not even bashing Reverend Barber for doing what he did. He's just walking in the knowledge that he has, dude. Yeah. Hey, I'm not bashing... AOC. I'm not bashing the squad. I'm not bashing people. I don't want to do that. I'm not saying they're apostates or anything like that. They are walking in the knowledge that they have.
0: And we're saying
1: that knowledge is wayward. That's exactly right. That's not according to the original Constitution. Right. The Constitution is not hard to interpret. It's just not. It tells you what the government can and cannot do.
0: Right. Right. The problem is we always want to insert more definition into it. That's exactly we never right. want to hold it to the original definition. We always want to go, oh, well, it could mean this and this. Because the words as well change as this. Yeah, it's a as living well document. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And the difference between that and scripture is this, and we may hit this, I think, next week or the week after with Pastor Todd about how the church passes the church, but this is spiritual revelation. Yeah. And and there's always this, this debate he's doing wrong. And then this other side would say, No, they're doing wrong. And why are they doing this? And blah, blah, blah. Look, this is spiritual revelation. And there should be unity in the church. Yeah. And dude, th- for the for the re- ridiculousness of the, the, the disunity over petty things that don't matter, that's why you're seeing government win, because we're so petty in what we do. So we're going to talk about that in one of these episodes as I, well.
0: I just got a bit of an analogy for that. And sometimes it's your perspective that really affects how you see things. So the eye and the ear are involved when somebody talks. You watch the movement of their mouth, True. and the ear hears it. No, the eye can't hear it, so the eye sees the mouth moving. It gets one part of the story. The ear hears the voice coming out, right? They may disagree at some point about what's actually going on. So, sometimes you have disagreements within the church because they're seeing it from different perspectives. Proverbs, Book of Proverbs is perfect example perfect. of this, right? People always bring up proverbs or they bring up the Bible in general and say, "Well, it's all it's contradictory, it goes against itself." The problem is you're trying to build an absolute out of one piece. That's right, dude. And Proverbs is a perfect example of this. Is sometimes there's a different perspective needed depending on what's going on. That's 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 the beauty. That's part the of, yes. beauty of it. So if you have somebody who's a prophet and you have somebody who's a teacher, they may see something in different perspectives. It doesn't mean they're One of them's wrong. It doesn't mean one of them's right. It doesn't mean both right, both wrong. It depends on the situation, what's going on. But spiritual revelation gives what is needed to interpret text through context. The beauty is God gives us knowledge to build foundation to where we can see it properly. That's right. Because if we don't weigh it against other scripture, you don't get the complete picture. Bingo.
1: Right, right. And I think, too... Uh, a person can teach differently than a person can prophesy. Yeah, And they're going to they're, they're view things, uh, like you said, the perspective is different. Um, here's a good example. You know, being in that ministry that I was in for years, right, it was a lot of law. And,
0: yeah. and you, you use Scripture.
1: Oh, my gosh. Right? Yeah, of course. But of does course. it mean the Scripture was wrong? No, it was how I applied it. Exactly. You know, it, was, it was the perspective of the Scripture. We went to a church service one time, and this dude is preaching solely on the grace of God no law nothing grace how it basically waters a seed that the love of god is here to overcome your sin but it was like one of those messages and everybody like felt me and carrie i remember it was me and carrie and a couple others uh that we were, we were in there and we were like dude did y'all feel that and everybody else was silent in the church he may be too uber grace right but dude to me that was life exactly it was so life so was he wrong for preaching that no, I think a little too much of everything is too bad. There's no moderation. Mm-hmm. There's no, uh, what is it? I can't remember who said it. Law without liberty. Uh, who said that? Was it Wilson? Was it James Wilson? I can't remember. But he said, law without liberty loses its nature uh, and, it's, and its name and it becomes oppression. But liberty without law loses its name and its nature yeah. and becomes licentiousness. So you can't have a, 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 an unbalance of both.
0: Here, here's another quote. C.S. Lewis said, mercy without justice becomes unmerciful that's exactly right right. and and you came to the situation with justice and uprightness righteousness those are not bad right it was the lack of grace to balance it out that helped skew it wayward that's right you know what i mean because we need those kind
1: of we need people who are straight justice and we should champion those but then we need the people when the people get the justice and they come in they need the grace, too, to like, hey, man, yeah. it's good. Jesus loves you, bro. You know what I mean? And like all these different things. So the perspective is different. We need to talk about that. Yeah, as,
0: we're going to have Todd on for that. Yeah. You know. uh, so really in summation, so we were talking about what does the Internet say Jesus is? What is what is, well, these things that are coming up, especially the Jesus is a socialist thing is yeah. really popular right now. And there's other topics that, you know, like. Jesus was for open borders, or Jesus was for oh, we forgot to hit that one right we'll do that one you know, next week yeah we'll we'll hit that next week if if we don't have Pastor Todd on um, so the reason we're making this whole point is because there's a lot of times a cherry picking of scripture without context, and if you don't understand the foundation of let me let me rephrase if you don't understand the spirit of what God was going for, you're going to miss it. Just like the Jews did. Why, why did Jesus come back? Well, for a lot of reasons. But what was the big sticking point between Jesus and the Pharisees? He's going, you've missed the boat. You're not interpreting this correctly. You brought up murder. What Christ says about murder. Christ goes to the Pharisees and says, look, you know it says, don't murder. I'm telling you, if you hate your brother... In your heart, you've already committed murder. Why? Because they missed the spirit of it. And they said, oh, well, I didn't kill somebody today, therefore I'm good. I didn't commit adultery on my wife today, therefore I'm good. That's right. I didn't steal something from my neighbor, therefore I'm good. And Paul talks about, look, I held all that until I got to covetousness. Then I realized, oh, it's a heart issue. That's right, dude. And Christ was pointing out, look, you guys missed it because you're not understanding the spirit of what God is trying to tell you, which is heart issue, responsibility issue. It's inside. The steward
1: of what you've been given. Being a steward of what you've been given. If he gave you a family, take care of the family. We can't in this oppressive government. Dude, I don't know how other people are doing it, but they're doing just fine. Yeah. Right. Maybe you have to switch careers. You know, it's not too late. Colonel Sanders started that a cold KFC thing late in his life. Yeah, he was, what, 62? Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, yeah. and he'd look at him, dude. He, like, he yeah. succeeded. Well, I can't do that. Well, you got to do something. Or maybe we have to scale back on how you live. You know, all these things. Dave Ramsey talks about that kind yeah. of stuff, you know, where it's like, do you, then you, are you spending too much outside of your means? You can't change your position. Change how you spend then. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't need everything that is, is out there right now if you can't afford it, dude. 13 years in, we just got a house. 13 years of marriage, bro. We couldn't afford it. Now we can. Hey, we suffered. It was hard sleeping in an RV. It was hard doing these things. Dude, and sometimes in the winter, oh, my gosh. You know, there was cold nights, man. Florida cold nights, which is like in the 40s, right? Yeah. Sometimes. (laughs) But it's cold when you're paper-thin walls, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, all those things. So, dude, it was us changing the way we lived. You know, yeah. and and saving up, and 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 you you guys helping us and those kind of things. So, dude, there's always a way out. Always, there's always a way to get ahead. And, always in America, especially.
0: And for people who are on the other side of it and saying, "Well, I'm helping through my tax dollars," I think we need to really remember the two greatest commandments and why they were so great. So, love the Lord your God with everything you are, and love your neighbor as yourself. What we take that as is, we go. So as long as I Uh, support this program, I'm fine because I'm loving my neighbor. You're not necessarily loving your neighbor through that, though. Love is action. Love is connection. Love is relationship. God, through Jesus, connected with people. He was connecting on a On a spiritual level with somebody, he wasn't there just to heal them in order to make them feel better. He even comments look, they just came for the food. Totally. But what he really wanted was true connection. So are you making true connection with somebody that you're helping? If you're just giving your tax dollars to the government for the government to support the program, or do you need to get dirty and get into the trenches and help somebody face to face, where you can build relationship right. and show them a better way as a Christian? That's the difference. Is God's looking for <laughs> relational? And I'm an introvert. I look. I I prayed about this. Of like, Lord, why is Christianity? directed into such an extrovert religion
1: <laughs> true evang- evangelism yeah
0: sharing the gospel connecting with people giving it's all face-to-face relational and i look at god and i'm like god you want me to run 400 meters on one leg <laughs> like you're, you're asking me to play from behind on this yeah but you know what where i'm weak he's strong dude. exactly wow and God has improved me immensely. It doesn't mean that I will ever be this evangelist that can approach everybody everywhere with no problems whatsoever. I may have to stretch. But you know what? That evangelist who can talk to people everywhere, anywhere, anytime, he's got his own weaknesses. He's got his own things that he has to build well, up. Well, let's, let's that go with that. You're,
1: you're, you're an introvert, so you introflect a lot. Yeah. I learned to neglect myself because I was such an extrovert and neglect the things around me that I love. Right, because I wanted to pursue something, whereas you are very intentional about when you invest your time, you invest it. I was never like that, so there is a fault to that. That's not being a steward of what God gave me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's there we do have our issues as extroverts, and I'm completely opposite of you as far as extroverts. Yeah, absolutely. Like we are, we are totally diametrically opposed. Hundred <laughs> percent. You can tell he's very like sometimes mellow when he speaks and then when you get animated i'm like yeah he's getting animated you know what i mean and i get nuts and i think you'd like it when i'm just having a casual conversation and not getting nuts yeah. right so we're definitely opposite but dude we think pertinent are the same pretty much in, in yeah. a lot of ways which is why we can get along we can coexist we may Absolutely. not have the same way of doing it but dude the way you can explain things and it, so like we we explained this one time you you give me explanations to things I give courage to things. You give me the reason, but I give the power, like the faith of it. You know, so we're very complimentary to each other. But the differences and the sins that we both have and the things that we struggle with are so opposite, but almost similar. You have a hard time dealing with, man, I got to go stretch myself and I got to go do this, which to me is like, what? And you're like, why? How come you're having such a hard time taking care of yourself and thinking, you know, saying the word no? Dude, I had a hard time because I was a yes man for a lot of my years. And it, ca- it caught up to me, man. It, it, it catches up that, that it had to be that for the praise of the people. Man, I dealt with that for years. Yeah. You don't care about that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I mean? so like there's these things that we deal with that that are that are. Yes, it's not just introverts. It's extroverts. It's all of it. You we, know, what I
0: mean, we both speak to a different section segment of people, too. Some people need the courage and the passion and the, and the growth in that sense. They need that, right? There's a time and a place for that. Sometimes people need the, the introspection, the philosophical angle. They need the, the teaching aspect or yeah. the step-by-step, step, right? Or the, the quiet moment that you yeah. offer them. So, so both of us offer different aspects, but our mission is the same. Our yep. goal is the same. And that goes back to the body. God strengthens the body and has different parts for different procedures, for different actions. Oh. And that's, that's why it's so valuable. So Christianity is a relational religion, a relational relationship. And you can't get that by giving your money to the government and saying, government, go do my job for that's me. That's
1: exactly right. It takes away the fulfillment of what God has called us to do yeah. in, in, in in providing for the people. It's taken away the fulfillment of us doing, God can't bless us because we're not doing it intentionally now. We're not doing it with a willing heart. We're doing it against what we do. And people say we're prospering though. Sure for a little bit longer on yeah. credit. America's Bail? in debt. We, Crazy uh, debt. To oh, we forgot to say this about the the the, the Scandinavian countries, how much they borrow.
0: Debt. Yep, the the debt is building and building and building. And don't bring up Norway because Norway has an amazing oil and gas industry that is completely funded them. Okay. Again, and, small uh, p- country. Uh, yeah, and people go, "Well, Venezuela." Yeah. Venezuela tanked because they they didn't even have the, the fortitude to watch what was going on like Norway did. Norway was putting money aside. Now, I know this is a rabbit trail, but just for answering it. the questions that people are going to have, right? Venezuela threw all of their oil money at the people because they said, well, we've got money, we're rich, and Hugo Chavez... Social programs. Social, 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 social. I'm going to give you everything. Here you go. Here's the oil and gas. It's all yours. Let's build every program. Then the oil prices crashed. Venezuela was up to debt in their eyeballs because they they were riding the gravy train. When the gravy train crashed, they crashed too. Norway was at least smart enough to go, okay, we're making a lot of money. Let's put a lot away. Let's be careful how we spend it. We'll, we'll do some social programs, right? They were, they were much more careful about what they were doing. The problem is we're, what, $22 trillion in debt now? We've already spent our gravy train. When that dollar collapses, we're screwed. And we can talk about that one on another episode too. Because <laughs> we some got all don't kinds don't of Because people we don't do. believe that it'll happen. Because uh, you know somehow yeah. we have assets
1: and all these things. Anyways, yep. anyways, uh, modern monetary theory and <coughs> anyways, which is which is something I'd really like to discuss. Like the whole economics of this. Yeah. And the new the the, the like how the government gives us the dollar, not the people creating the dollar. Like there's that yeah. new wave of. I forget what it's, it's called. It's modern monetary theory. That's it. The that's the it. I asked you about that, and you were like, yeah. you weren't familiar with it, but now you've kind of looked it up. And yeah. He's I've a, a brainiac. I don't even it. care. I, like, I cared enough to have the answers, but this cat, like, studies stuff. I'm, like, going in there. I'm like, man, just give me the footnote, <laughs> and I'll preach <laughs> Give <him. laughs> me the answer, and I'll give it. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I, do, I do research. I just don't like well. to
0: do research a lot. Um, so, in summation, in conclusion... Good words. Good word yeah, good words. words. This is your vocabulary lesson <laughs> yeah. for tonight. What did he say?
1: What is summation? <laughs> summation. Um, is that a gravy? Is that a food? <laughs> summation. <laughs> I want summation.
0: Actually, that sounds good. I don't right. know why. We, <laughs> we got a name of food, summation.
1: Ribeye. Call it a mation. Yeah. I want summation. I want
0: summation. <laughs> Anyways, now that we've beat that horse to death. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> um,
0: be careful about context. Context be, is be, important. Be careful about spirit, right? We were talking about yes. with the Constitution. What is the spirit? What's the foundation? What's the context of what's that this the authority is about? laid in the free consent of the people? Exactly. And that it's not government there for everybody's whims. It's government to protect and preserve your liberty. That's it.
1: That is the only function of government because government can't give liberty.
0: Nope. In order to give it, it's got to take it.
1: That's so crazy. Yeah. Anyways.
0: So, guys, thank you so much for joining us. This was fun. This was actually a good this one. This was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> one in a hundred good. No,
1: I mean, you know how sometimes <laughs> it kind of ends on an odd note, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, not on an odd note, but like, gosh, I sure hope that people found hope in that. You
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to give answers. We're trying to give hope. Um, yeah. Obviously, we want feedback. Uh if you've got ideas for what you want us to talk about, talk about, please feel freely to connect with us. Um, Comment. I, I actually want to apologize. Somebody had commented on one of our videos and said, "Hey, I've got a topic. You know, would you guys be open to that?" I didn't see it for a week, which is totally my bad. I responded back. So, if you're listening, please note I did respond. Send us your ideas. Yeah, and we, we do respond. So, like,
1: if yeah. you have objections to what we're saying, please ask. Yeah, we'd love to respond. Yeah,
0: so guys thank you so much this was episode 47 remember you can check us out on all the social media stuff um we've got a lot of changes coming up and we're excited about a lot of stuff that we're doing and let us know feedback good bad whatever The self give us the dot com
1: self truth.com, the self evident
0: dot com the self evident truth dot com i think i'm gonna Blink subliminal messages Bro, like this right? coffee
1: wore off, man. Yeah, we're it both, is like we're ten nineteen right now. At night,
0: we want you to know we are burning the midnight oil for you. You, it's, it's all, all about, about you. you. All right, well, guys, have a great night. We love you. Love you guys. Do this. We love. Oh, are so sweet. we're so valley girlish. Yes, you guys are like amazing.
1: I should put a little emoji on it. Can, <laughs> we can do that. <laughs>
0: Bye. See ya.